Hi, Fringe Benefits Edinburgh listeners. It's Molly Merwin. I hope you're enjoying the story so far. Here is a preview for episode two coming out next Wednesday, December 6th, or 6th of December, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please like and subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And a five-star rating would be amazing. I would really appreciate it as it would help continue podcasts like these. Thanks. So it kind of feels like you're never really fully switched off. I think that's the biggest challenge in the lead up to Edinburgh is you just can't really relax because you always feel like there's something I could be doing. And even if it's not something like admin wise, it's like I should really be working on my actual show because, you know, they got to a point where I hadn't actually touched my show for a few weeks. And I was like, this is the most important thing that I'm doing is bringing this piece of work. And that kind of almost took a backseat while I was trying to get all these other ducks in a row. So I think it's really easy to actually get burnt out before you even get there. That's Neve Denyer, a self-producing artist preparing for the 2023 Fringe, which is still a few months away in our story. We met Neve and Hannah Crawford in the last episode as they prepare to go to the Fringe for the first time in their own ways. Neve with her own solo show, Get Blessed. Hannah has been to the Fringe many times in various roles, from producer to performer, but this will be the first time under her own company, Thistle and Rose Arts. Edinburgh seemed like the obvious thing to do for us to launch as a company because I know it so well and I've spent so much time there and I know the ground. I love it a lot. Edinburgh is also a little bit like childbirth. It's the most painful thing you've ever done. You're fucking knackered. Everyone's screaming. It's awful. And then you get to the end. For the next two months, you're still in pain. You're still recovering and you're still dealing with the fallout of that situation. And then by like month three, you start to look back on it. You're like, oh, but look at what we have now as a result. Do you know what? I think we can do that again. Why don't we go back next year? Let's have another baby. And then you do it again. As Neve and Hannah navigate their way to the fringe, they face the biggest challenge in almost every artist's journey, cost. I absolutely love the fringe. Like the atmosphere there is incredible. It's amazing to be able to do stand up every single day and also in like this arts kind of mecca. But I just think on a practical level, nothing is guaranteed in in the art. Sometimes you hear stories of people that spend a lot of money on the fringe year after year and don't necessarily get what they want from it. Because I think it's that sunk cost fallacy. It's like, well, I've already lost this much, so I need to play again. And then you realize that is literally the logic of people with gambling debt. (laughs) It's how you lose your house. (laughs) That's Daisy Earl, a stand-up comedian we heard from in episode one. When I started on this podcast, it became clear that I was going to have to dedicate an entire episode to cost because it is such a huge and complicated aspect when it comes to the fringe. I think one of the big misconceptions from the the public, certainly, is when people are charging £20 tickets, that performer is charging a lot of money. They must be making a fortune out of this without realising how much of that gets divided up between press, promoters, venues and everything else. And then at the end of it, the actual performer that's charging £20 is losing money. My name is Alex Petty and I run Laughing Horse and we run the free Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Before a first audience member has appeared, 
the artist or company has likely paid for advertising, including flyer and poster printing and placement, PR, travel if they don't live in Edinburgh, rehearsals, set, costume, registration costs, venue costs, living costs, both where they usually sleep and in Edinburgh, and a technician to make sure the lights go up and down and music works when it's supposed to. This can vary if you're talking about a theater show versus a stand-up show versus cabaret and drag. You can also have other costs like producers, directors, sound, lighting, and set designers, and general production assistants. You could easily be looking at 10 to 15,000 pounds, and that may be only for a solo show. The Fringe was always supposed to be the everyman's festival that anyone can perform at and anyone can go to see shows at, and you don't need to be a theater buff or a professional company to bring a show. And I think that's always what has made The Fringe so vibrant and interesting. And I think we're at risk of losing that if the interesting shows are being priced out. That's Sam Irving, creative director of and performer with Spontaneous Potter, the improvised Harry Potter parody. Sam has been performing at The Fringe for 14 years and is saying what most people say about The Fringe these days. It's getting too expensive and pricing artists out, particularly working class artists. It's becoming pay to play. People say it's elitist. People say it's too expensive. People say that the venues are making all the money and that we're ripping off the artists. People say that council is ripping off the venues or the university's ripping off the venues. My name is Anthony Alderson. I am the director of the Pleasant Theatre Trust, which means running a venue at the Edinburgh Fringe. What I would love is for somebody or any of the people who've said any of those things, and there are a great many, and those myths go on and on from one year to the next. Nobody ever digs deep into this stuff at all. In this episode, I will do just that, or at least try to dig deeper on costs and funding, specifically on the two biggest and most contentious costs at the fringe, venues and accommodation. It will help you understand better what Neve, Hannah, and everyone involved with the fringe and the city has to balance and how they try to make it work. Get a cuppa, take a long walk or drive, and get ready for a whopper of an episode. I'm Molly Merwin, and this is Fringe Benefits Edinburgh, a story of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. 